Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you don't know who I am, um, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like Registering your business with the state, getting your EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, contract templates so you don't get burned by clients and partners, basic brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas and hiring policies so you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you do all of these things. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of these things, I'm so happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney, have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. So that's why I'm here. Okay. Uh, so if you are in the startup phase of your business, or you are thinking about starting a business and you don't know where to start, or you've even been in business for a little bit, but you just need some more structure, um, give me a call. Let's get you straightened away. Uh, if you want to talk to me, uh, the way that you do that is you go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link in my bio on Instagram. It's all over my page on Facebook. There you will find a button that says book your one-on-one -on -one session. When you click that, if you are a first-time client, you have the option of picking a free 15-minute consultation, all right, with me, as well at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. If you're not ready to talk to me directly, you can download the free Biz Launch Cheat Sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less, as, as well at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. That's where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast so that if you ever miss an episode of this show, you can always catch up on it. Um, I check the numbers. I have like 318 videos on YouTube right now on, you know, all manner of business formation topics. Uh, and at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can get my video trainings, um, and eBooks. So this month we're focusing on business entities. So you can get my business entities ebook for nine 97. We're going to go into that for in a little bit. But yeah, but Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can find everything that's going on with me, including getting your NPL legal dish merch, y'all, the t-shirts, the mugs, they hear, you know, you want them, go get them, get them while they have, okay? Um, yes, but that's enough about me. Let's talk about the show. This is how the show works. If you are new, if somebody's watching this in the playback and they're like, what's going on here? Uh, the way that the show works is I pull stories from the news, stories from uh, blog sites, stories that you guys send me, stories from anywhere that I can source them, and I choose the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners, and we talk about them, okay? Uh, so this is a time for you to be involved. Don't be shy. I want your questions. I want your comments as long as they are respectful. Um, as well, did I have anything else to say? Yeah, I'm going to be asking you questions, so, you know, pay attention. Uh, but yeah, that's how the show goes. But uh, it, it, this year, that's how, that's how, that's the basic structure of the show, but I've added a new segment uh, this year, 2021, something called NPL Nuggets that we're going to start off with. What is NPL Nuggets? NPL Nuggets is a short 
quick uh, lesson on a business or legal concept that you need to know to be a real boss in these streets. Uh, it takes less than a minute, um, but you know, it's just something for you to marinate on. All right. So this month, as we've been covering business entities all month, we have covered what business entities are. We've covered limited versus unlimited liability business entities. We've covered sole proprietorships and partnerships. We've covered LLCs. Uh, now it is time to get, uh, and we briefly talked about about what a corporation is. But today we are getting into the nitty gritty of corporations. Today we are talking about C-Corps, okay? So C-Corp, the C stands for conventional. Um, it is also controlled by subchapter C of the IRS code. Uh, and um, it is... Sorry, I can't even read my, my own handwriting sometimes. <laughs> okay, so it is controlled by subchapter C of the IRS code. Now, with a C-Corp, management and ownership can be completely separate. So you can own the corporation, but not be working in it. That's what a lot of people do, a lot of these large companies. One, you know, a group of people might own the corporation, but they don't necessarily work there. Um, so that's, uh, but they still own it, right? Some, another group of people manage it, manage it. So that is one of the, um, things that you can do with a C-Corp, um, the, the shareholders of a C corporation, they own a piece of the business. And then in terms of managing the business, you have a board of directors, okay? A C corp is great if you are getting outside investors because you can have an unlimited number of investors. So if you have a thousand people that want to, you know, invest into your business, you can do that. Um, also with C corps, you get lots of deductions like health insurance and employee salaries. Um, the downside of C corps is that it is taxed twice. I'm not really going to get into the tax part because I'm not a tax professional. Okay. But that is the skinny that you need to know on C corps. If you want more information, um, on the, uh, the two other kinds of corporations, the LLCs, sole proprietorships and partnerships, make sure that you pick up the business entities ebook. It is only $9.99. 97 cents. Um, if you go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, it is the first button there. Okay. So our NPL nugget is done. Now we're getting into the show. All right. Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? Um, I know I'm ready. Okay. Uh, first story that we have tonight. Um, Trista, you are a crafter, my dear. I have, I've seen your stuff. I've actually commented on it. You are very talented. I saw that rose bear that you did. Um, it was so cute. Now, in a lot of these crafting groups that I'm in, I see, a, I see great talent, but I also see a lot of trademark infringement. A lot of the crafting community loves to do stuff with Nike and Chanel and all that stuff. Um, and as much as I have been telling y'all that this is illegal, that you can't do it, that, you know, th these companies are going to come after you, you know, people, I can only reach so many. And even when you tell them, a lot of people don't care, right? Um, well, I'm here to tell you today that good old Nike, Nike, uh, and if you didn't know, Nike also owns Converse. 
They are coming for you crafters. They are coming for you boutique shops that sell knockoff items. Nike has launched lawsuits against 589 websites, 676 social media accounts, and 100 unidentified companies for selling counterfeit Nike and Converse um, goods, okay? Nike said, look, everybody knows what the swoosh symbol means. Everybody knows Nike. Everybody knows Converse. And y'all are out here trying to make a dollar on our name, and we are sick of it. So Nike is going after a lot of these websites, uh, you know, uh, if you are on, if you have an Etsy store and you are selling, you know, uh, Nike, quote unquote Nike or quote unquote Converse, um, merchandise, Nike is looking for you. They have entire legal teams dedicated to this. They're tired of y'all ripping off. <laughs> They're tired of y'all making, making, you know, your knockoff goods. Now don't get me wrong. you the stuff. It, it looks good. The problem is when you have a trademark like Nike, like Converse, they have built that name up over decades. When you have that name, it comes with a certain expectation of quality, right? And if you are not an authorized um, distributor of that mark, of that type of good, how can they guarantee the quality of that item? That is putting their reputation in danger. So Trista, cause you my girl, I know, you know, you know these crafting girls out here. I need you to tell them Nike is coming. Okay. And not just Nike. I'm sure there's a lot more brands coming after them, but y'all need to be careful because Nike has launched over a thousand lawsuits in, you know, just at the top of the year. They are not playing any games. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So that was our first story. Let me just knock that off. I don't know if I'm going to do this one, but we'll keep going. All right. Where are my Instagram people? They be playing me. Okay. I think everybody's on Clubhouse now. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, let's go to our next story of the evening. Trista, can you please tell me wh uh, who is your internet and or cable service provider? Hey, Sincere39, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. I was just saying, where is everybody on Instagram? Um, Sincere, you said you have Optimum, I think, for your internet. Um, Trista, you love your fake labels? I mean, the, here's the thing. The person who purchases the fake goods is not the one who gets in trouble. It's the person who makes it. Trista, you have Xfinity. I, I had to let go of Xfinity, girl. They like it was they the bill was going up and up and the service was going down and down. Sincere, I think you said you have optimum for your internet, right? Um now, uh, have you guys ever heard of Cox Communications? Okay. Have if you have heard of Cox Communications, please give me a C in the comments, okay? Um, the, uh, yeah, it is expensive, like, and I don't even watch, you know, regular TV like that to necessitate, uh, that big a bill, so I switched over to Verizon, and I just got the internet, and I do all streaming, so I'm a cord cutter, right? Okay, so if you have heard of Cox Community, oh, you had Cox years ago? All right, you've heard of them, but they aren't in New Jersey. Okay, well, Cox is in uh, kind of my area. They're in like New Jersey and I believe DC, but not in Maryland. Um, but if you did not know, Cox Communications, 
was recently hit with a one billion with billion with a b y'all had was hit with a one billion dollar verdict not because of anything they did but because of what their uh customers did um the the u.s government got involved in this but apparently uh a lot of customers who were on the cox who, who were using cox communication as their internet provider they pirated over ten thousand dollar uh ten thousand songs ten ten thousand musical works over cox communications internet lines and uh yes they are in va sincere right so so the government said hey cox your customers they're stealing music so we're blaming you and they said you have to pay us one billion dollars right um now you might be thinking how is this fair to cox they're not the one who stole it but if you um think about it like a mall okay if you are in a mall you own a mall and you allow stores to work in your to, to you know set up in your mall and sell you as the mall owner if somebody is in your mall selling counterfeit items you can be held responsible for trademark infringement and it's the same thing here with cox communications cox communications is the yes a billion sincere cox communications is the mall the customers are you know the individual stores and basically they're you know they, they've got counterfeit items so the court was like cox communications you're not regulating your customers you're letting them run wild over the internet you're letting them steal music that's not good for the economy so you are going to be uh going to get a one billion dollar judgment against you now cox they tried to appeal this uh verdict you watch your phone all the time um so uh, cox has tried to appeal this verdict but the court was like no girl because you did not uh you didn't do anything to stop this you were irresponsible you let your client you let your customers run amok so understand that um when you have platforms like this like cox let's take etsy right etsy does not want to be hit with with you know trademark infringement or copyright infringement so that's why as soon as somebody you know um drops one on etsy they will shut down your store with a quickness so cox communications is basically in in the position of an etsy but Etsy but cox communications has to uh has to um foot the bill right now right um and this is why like and, and this is why i tell you guys particularly my crafters to be very careful when you are uh, when you are on these platforms you can't you can't just do whatever you want on there you are you you somebody is letting you rent space in their house so you need to follow the rules and follow the law so that you can keep on um doing your thing so cox communications is going to have to run the government about one billion dollars do you think that that the government is doing too much or do you think that you know they're just doing what they're supposed to do what do you think about that judgment what do you think about it um for me i think that the one billion dollar verdict con considering that it was ten thousand songs i don't know if it's necessarily worth one billion but i think this was more of a punitive measure um to kind of you know give a warning to other internet providers out there that you guys need to watch what your um customers are doing i remember when i had uh i had when i first got verizon 
somebody got on my network. I don't know if it was one of my tenants or something at the time, and they downloaded a, uh, an illegal version of a video game, and I got an email from my internet service provider saying, hey, girl, somebody in your house downloaded this uh, this illegal copy of this thing. If it happens anymore, we're going to have to, you know, restrict your internet. So you guys need to be very careful out here about what you're doing over your internet lines as well as in your online stores because they are looking for you, okay? All right. Uh, before we move on to our next stories, I want to, hold on, uh, Sincere 39 said, it's a lot, but they will recoup from billing customers. The price went up, I am sure. Uh, Trista Bradford said, it's cray cray, but I bet Cox and everyone else will be more diligent. I think the both of you are right. I think that Cox is going to raise their prices because it's not, it wasn't them who did it. It was the customer. So they're like, oh, you cost us a billion dollars, girl, we're going to get this billion dollars, right? Um, and, and yeah, and Cox, I'm sure they're going to be more diligent and, you know, kind of monitor what's going over their airwaves. Sincere39 said you have to secure your network. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, here's the thing. If I'm not that well versed in, you know, securing networks. So as far as I'm concerned, if I plug in my internet, that's my internet provider's job to secure the network because I'm not internet savvy like that. I'm not technologically savvy, but you know, I'm not out here downloading, uh, pirating music anyway. All right. Uh, okay. Before we move on to our next story, I want to, uh, reset. You guys are watching MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday, oh, Monday through Wednesday <laughs> live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using what, what's sincere. Um, Yes, this is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend to help guide you through, you know, the journey of entrepreneurship, I want to help you out. Go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and book yourself a free 15-minute consultation today, okay? All right, moving on. So... Uh, my next few stories, uh, it's, I, I want to use them as a way to check how much y'all have been listening to what I have been saying. Okay. And how much you have retained about, you know, um, these business concepts that we learned. So recently Apple tried to trademark the phrase smart keyboard, smart keyboard, and Apple was denied that trademark application by the USPTO. Hold on. Since the internet said you have to secure your network so no one will get your personal info as well. I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> if they going to get me, like, I don't know. Um, yes. So Apple tried to trademark smart keyboard. Can anyone watching tell me why they think the USPTO denied Apple's application to trademark the phrase smart keyboard. What's one of the reasons why the trademark office might deny your uh, application? Anybody have a have a um, idea? Since so now you've been watching this show for a long time, so I feel like you should know this answer. Apple, they want to trademark smart keyboard. Why do you think the USPTO said no? 
I'm going to give you three seconds before I give you the answer, okay? Three, two, one. They denied them the trademark because it was too generic, right? Now, what, what does that mean? When you are trying to trademark something, you cannot trademark something, oh, Trista Bradford said, because it's too broad and they didn't make it. Essentially, yes, too generic. When you are trying to trademark something, you can't trademark, you can't trademark something that is generic in your industry. So if you are working in the hair industry, right, you can't trademark the word comb or brush or hair or bundle because those are things that are common in the hair industry, right? And because we are in the age of smart everything, smart TVs, smartphones, smart, I don't know, smart homes, um, you know, it's logical that smart keyboards would come along. So the court was like, Look, girl, smart is basic, has basically become a prefix at this point, and it's very generic. So we are not going to allow you to uh, trademark smart keyboard. So the lesson in this story is that if you are trying to trademark something, make sure that it is not, you know, a, a generic phrase in your industry, right? So let's take... Uh, if I was doing, you know, some type of construction business or power tools business, I couldn't trademark the word wrench. I couldn't trademark the word, I don't know, drill, right? Because those are tools of the trade. Those are things that everybody knows in the industry. Now, if you do it outside of the industry, so think about Apple computers, right? Apples have nothing to do with computers. So that's why Apple can use the term for their business. But if I am an Apple farmer... I cannot trademark the, the, the word apple for my apples, okay? Hi, One Smoke West. All right. So uh, Apple did not get to trademark smart keyboard because it's too generic, okay? So keep that in mind. If you are going to trademark something in the future, you don't want it to be too generic. You want it to be something that is very custom to you that nobody can say, girl, everybody says that. You can't trademark that, all right? Okay. Moving on to our next uh, story of the evening. Um, now, one of, like this, the previous story, they got denied because what they were trying to trademark was too generic. I have another story of someone who was denied a trademark, and I'm, um, uh, sincere they're nice, didn't they trademark their smart pen? Uh, I'm not sure. I would have to look that up. I'm not sure, um, Cynthia 39. It may be the fact that keyboard is something that is just, you know, kind of inherent with, uh, the technology industry. Every computer has a keyboard. Every laptop has a keyboard. You can uh, buy keyboards. They're generic in the technology industry, right? I don't know. But, uh, but I'm not sure if they've trademarked smart pen. Anyway, but moving on to our next story. Um, so there is an outdoor wear company in Minnesota called North 61. Now we all know Minnesota is cold. It gets cold over there, right? So you've got a company there that's making, you know, very, very comfy, very warm coats and they call their company North 61 and they try to trademark the name North 61 for their outer wear, outdoor wear company. Um, there is, uh, their application was opposed by a company in Iceland. The, the name of their company is called 66 Degrees 
north uh something i said cold cold in minnesota right okay so yeah so you got this company in minnesota they want to call their company north 61 this company that makes really warm coats right but then you have this company in iceland they make really warm coats too and they're called 66 degrees north why do you think that minnesota this minnesota company north 61 was denied um, their trademark for North 61. So we know that one our, our previous case was denied for genericness. We have now we have North 61 being opposed by 66 degrees north. Why do you think North 61 lost? Lost. Why do you think they lost? Hmm. Absolutely, Cynthia 39. It's too close. Um, the, the, the Icelandic company, they actually registered their trademark in the United States and they said, Hey girl, we already sell coats. Um, we, we, you know, we have a, we have the word North and a number in our name. Um, so it's too close. Trista, it's because it was too close. The USPTO said, Hey, look, the both of you, both companies, you sell outerwear. Um, the Icelandic company, 66 degrees north, they're in the US too. So they got their trademarks, you know, squared away in the United States. And Minnesota, Minnesota's North 61, they came after them. So the court said, Look, Iceland beat you to it, girl. 66 degrees north and north 61, those are too close. There is a possibility of confusion. You're in the same industry. So the USPTO denied their uh, trademark application. So do you think the the court, the USPTO got it right or do you think they got it wrong? Should they have allowed North 61 to be trademarked or were they right that uh, it is too close to 66 degrees north? What do you guys think? What do you think? I think they got it right um, because it's just, while I don't know what the designs look like, I don't know what their logos look like, the fact that your names are so similar, in my opinion, if I'm talking about it, I think that there is a possibility of confusion there. Sincere39 said, yes, they got it right. Right, like I, I totally agree with you. I think they got it right as well. So... Um, Trista said it's too close too. Yeah, it's definitely too close. So that's another thing that you want to look out for when you're trademarking. Make sure that your business name is not too similar to someone else's. So you may have to do a diligent search. Don't just look in your state. Check nationwide. Check worldwide if you have to. All right. Because again, the world is getting a lot smaller. So there's a lot more, you know, ideas overlapping in time. So you have, you just have to be careful. All right. And then, uh, the last story that we are covering for this evening, and then we will go into uh, Q&A. Uh, if you are a gamer, please give me a, um, please give me a video game uh, controller emoji. Give me the video game controller emoji if you are a gamer. If you're a gamer, give me the the video control emoji, the, the video game control emoji, okay? Um, now, you all know I'm not a gamer. The, the, the only game system I ever owned was the very first Super Mario, Super, Super Nintendo. I never beat Super Mario Brothers. I don't do video games except for Candy Crush, right? 
Um, <laughs> but we all know that gaming is a very, very large industry. They make billions and billions of dollars. Um, and you know, and the companies are very, they're, they're very, uh, proprietary over their things, right? So they make sure that, thank you, Sensei Thurnet. So they make sure that they get, you know, their copyrights and their trademarks for everything so that they can control how their information is getting out there. Well, Nintendo is using um, their copyright to take down videos on how to hack a new game of theirs called Game and Watch Super Mario Brothers. Uh, it's a handheld game. Since year thirty nine, have you ha have you heard of Game and Watch Super Mario Brothers? It's like a handheld console. Have you heard of it? Have you heard of it? I uh, you know, I don't I don't know anything about games, so I don't know what's coming out, but um. Nintendo basically said, look, we don't want you in there. People, people are on the internet teaching other people how to hack into the device and who knows what they're going to do with it. So Nintendo is hacking tax services. So Nintendo is using their copyright rights. Your copyright um, gives you the right to say how your work is used, who can do it, who cannot uh, to say, hey, we don't want people teaching other people how to hack into our products, right? Um, so do you think that Nintendo is doing too much or are they just, you know, protecting their, protecting, um, th their systems, protecting their environment? Do you, do you think that they're, you know, using their copyright in a, in a malicious way or are they just trying to protect themselves? What do you think about Nintendo using their copyright to take down videos, teaching gamers how to hack their, uh, handheld co console, right? Now, I don't know what hacking entails of these consoles, um, yeah, they have, they have pulled YouTube videos since the other night. They have not pulled all of them, but they have pulled a significant number. There are still some that can be found, but you know, Nintendo is slowly but surely going after people and, uh, trying to, and trying to, um, you know, get all of these videos taken down. Um, okay, cool beans. Um, thanks Tanya. So what do you think about that? I think Nintendo is absolutely doing the right thing. Um, you know, you're on the internet teaching people how to, how to basically, you know, take apart my, my device. No, thanks. Um, since the nine said no one else has done it, but it's their trademark. I understand. What do you mean? No one else has, no one else has done it. Taken down hacking videos. No one else has taken down hacking videos. Trista said she thinks they did right. You said you understand, um, since they're 39. I totally understand as well. I, we got, we went through all this trouble to design this, you know, console, this handheld console, and you're teaching people how to mess with it. No, thank you. Who knows what that might do to their system? Who knows what that might do to their coding? It might, you know, who knows, maybe they might reverse engineer it and come up with a competing product. Um, Nintendo does not want that. So they are using their copyright to take down, um, to take down these videos. You said no one else has taken down videos. So, so this is a thing like teaching people how to hack into consoles and things, you know, I don't know since C39 anyway. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, Nintendo is, you know, looking out for you, for you hackers out there teaching people how to hack their games. All right. Um, yeah. So those were the stories that I had for you tonight. 
Um, we talked about Cox Communications and their $1 billion ver- verdict. Um, like Apple did Samsung? Apple and Samsung were a l- kind of? Mm, I, I can't say that, that that's apples to apples. Because they're Nintendo's kind of going after individual people, whereas Apple and Samsung, they're these two huge conglomerates, you know? Um, but yeah, we talked about Cox Communications and their $1 billion verdict. We talked about Nike and Converse coming after all of you people selling counterfeit, counterfeit Nike products. Um, we talked about Apple trying to trademark smart keyboard, but them being denied because it was too generic. Um, Trista Bradford said, oh, when it, when it avoids the warrant, that warranty, people going to be big mad. Right, right. Um, um, because yeah, if you mess with it, then the warranty's over. Since it and I said reverse engineered, yeah, maybe reverse engineering, who knows? And Nintendo doesn't want that. So, um, yeah, what else? We talked about Apple being denied smart keyboard because it's too generic. Uh, North 61 got denied because it was too close to 66 degrees north. And Nintendo don't want y'all teaching people how to hack into their, um, their devices. Um, our NPL nugget for the evening, we went into kind of the specifics of C-Corps. If you want, um, more information on that, make sure you go back and watch the beginning if you missed it. Uh, announcements, uh, make sure that you are following me on Clubhouse at sweet underscore tally, S-W-E-E-T. Um, now it is the time, if you have questions, please feel free to, um, ask me what you would like. No, I don't want, I don't want this. No. Okay. I guess not. I was trying to do, do that Q and A button, but apparently it's not working anyway. Um, yeah. So now is the time for quest- for questions. If you have any, any business formation questions for me, any questions about the stories that we covered now is the time for you to ask them. Uh, follow me on clubhouse because I am eventually going to start broadcasting on there. I'm just working out the logistics for that. Make sure you grab your MPL legal dish merch. We are fully stocked in the store. Uh, pick up the business entities ebook. Uh, we are a little, le- a little over halfway through the month of January, but we are going to be covering, um, business entities for the remainder of, of, um, for the remainder of January. King Tax Services PPP opens up tomorrow round two. Okay. King Tax Services wants me to tell you that PPP opens up tomorrow round two. Okay. Thank you so much. King Tax Services. Um, all right. So if you guys don't have any questions, we will end here for tonight. Make sure that you join me here tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for more stories. Also make sure that you are following me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel so you can rewatch these videos at your leisure. Um, have a good evening. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands, wear your masks, social distance. Um, I want to thank you guys for your participation and for your energy. Uh, thanks doll. Um, you know, coming on here, coming on here every night, you know, it, it, it could be boring, but you guys make it so exciting for me. So I want to thank you for, you know, always sticking by me. It's a uh, very appreciated, but, um, yeah, have a good night and, uh, we will talk tomorrow. Bye-bye.